Hey, what's up guys? So, time to talk about a bunch of fun new stuff, including new detectors that have either recently come out or are gonna be coming out here very soon, as well as uh, all the updates that have come out recently for the existing detectors that we are already running. Um, now we're gonna be talking about everything from uh, Uniden to Escort, uh, Stinger, Anti-Laser, uh, Beltronics even, etc. So, uh, with that said, let's just go ahead and dive right into it. Uh, starting off, of course, everybody always wants to know the latest with the Uniden R1 and the R3. Uh, we've been beta testing a couple different firmwares. We're currently up to 1.40. It looks like Uniden is wanting to update and change a few more things before releasing it publicly. I don't know exactly when they're going to decide uh, now it's now ready to release. But yes, there is a new firmware uh, coming out, uh, adds MRCD detection and a bunch of other things. And I'll have more information for you guys once it is available. Uh, speaking of Uniden, they've also got their new uh, DFR8 and DFR9 that's coming out. Uh, I've done a video talking about these recently. It's basically an updated version of the uh, DFR6 and 7 um, with some of the uh, changes and improvements that have been brought over from the Uniden R1 and the R3. Uh, it doesn't have the same level of performance as the R1 and the R3. It's going to be comparable to the DFR6 and 7, but it has a lot of the same new features like an updated display and everything. Uh, you can watch the whole video. It goes over all that information if you're curious, but uh, so far it's looking pretty good in beta testing. Uh, we have run across a couple different issues with these detectors. Um, I don't think it's quite ready yet in beta for release to the public yet. Uh, there's a couple things that I'd like to see Uniden actually tweak and adjust um, before it's ready for prime time, but uh, yeah, it's looking like it's going to be a good new, uh, more affordable option for people who don't want to drop $400 plus on a higher-end detector. Now moving on to Escort, the big news from them is the fact that they finally released the firmware update for the Max and the Max 2 to give it improved BSM filtering. So all the latest updates we've had for the Max 360 and the 360C, uh, they have now the same level of BSM filtering for the Max and the Max 2. This is a firmware update that's been promised for man, who knows how long, and it's been continuously promised and missed and promised and missed and promised and missed, and they have finally released it. So far, initial impressions that people are reporting are actually quite good. It's doing a good job at filtering out a lot of BSM falses that uh, the detectors previously weren't able to do, and this is including with TSR off, which is great. Uh, now, it's not perfect. Um, people are still reporting falses to Hondas and Accurates and, and Moz... Accurates? Acuras and Mazdas and everything. Um, and you know, the results are kind of mixed, but for the most part, reports online are actually quite good. So if you have a Max or a Max 2, you can go ahead and update. Uh, a quick note, if you're running a Max and you have a Mac, uh, like I do, uh, if you're running a Mac, there's currently an issue with the uh, Mac update software for the original Macs. Not the Max 2, but the Macs, uh, to where sometimes it'll work, sometimes it'll fail. Uh, one or two people have reported brick detectors, but Escort is currently saying there's an issue with Escort detector tools, and don't update your Macs uh, if you're running a Mac. If you're on Windows, it's totally fine, but just something to be aware of for original owners of the Macs who are running a Macintosh, a Mac, Mac Max. People are also reporting that so far the Macs and the Macs 2 are not locking up and they have the new BSM filtering, which is good news for those of us who are running the Max 360 or the 360C. Uh, you know, Escort has been trying to address the lockup bugs here, and if, fingers crossed, you know, the Max and the Max 2 are working well, again, nobody's reported lockups yet, we should be seeing updates soon uh, for the Max 360 and the 360C. Uh, there's also gonna be some updates coming for uh, laser alerting for the 360C, and there's also currently an issue for those of you guys running certain Android phones, like the uh, Pixel 2, um, there's some compatibility issues with 360C that Escort is also addressing, um, but no updates yet for the 360 and the 360C, and also the Beltronics GT360 for the lockup fix, but uh, based on what we're seeing for the Max and the Max 2, my guess is it's gonna be coming pretty soon here. 
Now escorts remotes, the Maxi and the Maxi 360 are now updated to 1.7. Uh, pretty much escort just says it's some running changes and the features and performance are unaffected. Uh, there's also some additional logging capabilities for the 360 version of the Maxi 360, um, but otherwise it shouldn't be too big of a deal. There's just been a series of very small updates and escort isn't going into detail as far as the changes, but if you're running a Maxi or a Maxi 360, you can go ahead and update and now we're at 1.7. The Redline EX and the Redline EX International have both also been updated, and they've got the same updates. We're at uh, 1.7 for the EX and 1.5 for the EX International. The two changes that Escort is reporting, uh, the first thing is that they've solved an issue causing some calibration failure messages that show up on the detector and were being incorrectly reported. That has been solved. And they've also uh, made some minor performance improvements to the detectors as well. Now, they're not specifying exactly what the improvements are or to what degree, so of course everybody's wondering, hey, is the range improved? Is it going to be more comparable to the original red line now? No idea. That's something to test. Um, fingers crossed. I'm kind of doubtful given the fact that they didn't say anything as far as range and they said it's a minor update. You know, they're trying to downplay it a little bit, but hopefully it is in testing something that we find to be otherwise significant, but testing will determine that one way or another. It looks like there's also going to be a Redline EX360 coming out. Uh, this is still kind of speculation slash rumor just because of the fact that uh, the only place that we've seen it is within the source code for uh, Escort Detector Tools, kind of the software that you use to update the detectors. There's now a reference to the Redline EX360. So my guess it's going to be a, a Redline EX just with a rear antenna to give us arrows, um, but no other information as far as features, price, release date, pictures, anything like that. It's just the fact that, uh, well, we've seen a reference to that in the update software. Escort has also announced that they're going to be integrating both uh, Escort Live and Cobra iRadar, which is kind of Cobra's version of Escort Live with the cloud alerts. So now Escort detector users and Cobra detector users, uh, their alerts are going to be shared, which just means that we have more alerts coming in for both Escort and Cobra users. So that's something kind of cool. And there's also going to be some improvements coming to uh, Cobra's iRadar app, which is good because when I tested it a couple years ago, <laughs> it was not good. Um, yeah, it wasn't good. So a lot of the changes now should actually be better um, since I tested it past. So anyways, there are some improvements on the software side. Speaking of Escort, I'm actually going to be flying out next month to go meet up with Escort uh, at Escort HQ. I'm going to be interviewing the CEO and some people who actually work at Escort. Um, so that's going to be something coming. I'm going to do a video kind of talking more about that in detail as far as uh, the overall idea with the interview, what we're going to be talking about, things like that. Uh, so basically up to this point, I've been talking to a lot of members on RDF to get uh, a good feel as far as what questions you guys are wondering. Uh, it's going to be a live stream when I'm there. I'm actually going to be live streaming the interview. And then after we go through all the initial questions, I'm going to be doing a kind of a live Q&A where you guys will have a chance to ask questions, uh, and then I'll pick from some of them to actually ask the CEO or whoever I'm sitting with from Escort. So uh, keep an eye out for that. I'll have more information coming soon. Now moving on to Beltronics. Uh, there's going to be a new detector coming out from Beltronics called the GT1. Uh, we don't have much information about it yet uh, other than an FCC release and some information online from Beach Camera. They're going to be selling it. My guess is it's going to be very similar to the GT7, which was kind of a uh, Beltronics version of the original Passport Max, but they're going to be adding Bluetooth to it, and it's kind of a new detector, which they're going to be calling the GT1. That's my guess as far as what it is. We know it's going to have Bluetooth, so I'm guessing it's just going to be like a GT7 with Bluetooth. Um, again, not a ton of information yet. Props to Insipid Monkey, who was looking at the uh, source code for the Beach Camera website. It looks like the price is going to come out at uh, $299, so $300. It's not going to be a higher-end detector. It's going to be kind of a mid-tier-ish price detector, and so um, we'll have more information as the detector is officially announced or you know photos go up that kind of stuff so not a ton of information yet but looks like there's going to be another new detector coming out from Beltronics.
Whistler. On their website, they're now showing the CR95, which looks like the successor to the CR88. Um, basically, a budget detector. It's kind of one of their top-of-the-line ones. It's effectively the CR88, their non-GPS version of their detector, just with a longer range on K-band and KA-band. They've increased the sensitivity, but otherwise features and filtering are identical to the previous Gen Whistlers. Uh, there's going to be a GPS version of it coming out as well, I'm sure. Um, but again, not a ton of information other than the fact that they have the CR95, the non-GPS version, posted on their website. The ALP has been updated for those of you guys running the anti-laser priority. Uh, we went from firmware 5.4.7 that was released, but there was actually a bug in that one uh, if you guys were running the TX sensor. Um, ALP found out about that issue and they updated it in like two or three days or something super, super quick to firmware 5.4.8. Uh, and that now actually resolves the issue that we've seen with the TX sensors. So that was actually really cool to see. ALP doesn't typically release updates with bugs, uh, but they did and they fixed it super, super quick. So that was really awesome on their part. Uh, looks like there's also a new feature for those of you guys running the uh, NetRadar DSP. Uh, it's come out a little while ago. I don't remember exactly what firmware update it's come out in, but uh, for those of you guys worried about spectre immunity, if you are uh, running the NetRadar DSP and you have it switched into parking mode, that actually disables the detector. And so uh, the detector will be completely undetectable to the spectre because it's turned off. Of course, you're not going to be able to detect radar. The detector's turned off, right? But when you're in parking mode, for example, uh, you know you have the ability to have the NetRadar DSP shut off when you're parked with this new option. So something to keep an eye out for, for those of you guys who are uh, interested in that capability. Moving on to Stinger. Uh, they've released a new firmware update for the Stinger VIP. It's 4.2.10. Uh, now, there's a bunch of stuff that it updates. It adds some new features. It improves the performance on the radar side. It improves the filtering. Uh, there's some improvements to the laser side, etc. Now, I haven't gone through everything. I fired it up and ran it for about a day. Uh, I didn't find it a very good job in terms of BSM filtering. It falsed uh, more than any of my other detectors that I'm running, and so I'm not seeing good improvements to the BSM filtering, and everybody else who's updated, for the most part, we're kind of seeing the same trend, and so I ran it for a day, just kind of a drive across town and back, and then I've since turned off the stinger and put the display back in my glove box, and I'm not running it anymore, so kind of disappointing because we've been waiting so long for an update from the Stinger and they've released one and initial impressions so far are kind of womp womp. So that's been kind of a bummer, but yes, there is an update now for the Stinger VIP. There's gonna be an update for the laser side as well, not just a software update, but a hardware update. Um, for those of you guys familiar with Stinger's laser jammers, they have the uh, normal Stinger heads and they also have the optional fiber optic heads, which are super, super tiny. So if you're looking for a very uh, hidden install or something that doesn't compromise the aesthetics of your vehicle or isn't visible, you want more placement options as far as where you can put it without maybe potentially cutting your grill, things like that, you could upgrade to the optional fiber optic transmitters. The receivers were still the physically larger heads, but the transmitters were super small. Stinger's announced recently that they're gonna be doing all fiber optic laser jammers, meaning not just the transmit side, but also the receive side. So for those of you guys who are wanting, uh, you know, the most stealthy install possible, once that comes out, that I think is gonna be a really cool option. Uh, no information as far as the ETA yet or the price point. Stinger doesn't have a distributor in the US currently. They're setting up things with a new distributor. Um, and I think one of the biggest things that I'm personally wondering about is, is the jammer gonna be effective? Uh, I've tested it in the past, several iterations of it, including with the fibers, with the transmitters, and I've never really had good experiences with these Stinger laser jammers. It's been pretty hit or miss. I've seen maybe one or two people uh, who were able to get consistently reliable jam-to-gun performance, but that's been more of the exception than the rule. Um, myself, I've had a fair number of issues with it, and so I run the ALPs as my full-time jammers. Uh, but if they can address the, uh, the software side of the Stinger laser jammers, I think that could be a really cool option. Something else to note is they're working on a standalone laser jammer, so if you don't want to get the Stinger VIP radar detector, you can get what's called the Stinger Freedom 
uh, interface, essentially, the laser jamming system. It's designed to be a standalone laser jammer, so you've got a little control pad, an interface and display that you put in your car um, to, you know, control your laser jammers and disable them and whatnot when you're shot. Uh, but that should be a good option, so assuming, you know, they uh, address the jamming capabilities to make it solid and consistently capable of jamming laser guns, I think that's going to be a really cool option. So something to keep an eye out for. And then the last thing to talk about, uh, Rocky Mountain Radar with their Judge. Uh, they're known for advertising scrambling capabilities, which is kind of like jamming radar or laser. It prevents an officer from being able to get your speed. Total snake oil, doesn't work at all. They've updated the Judge, which is the latest version of their detector. Um, it's the Judge 2.0. It's a firmware update they've released, but they're calling it 2.0. It's a firmware update. It adds things like the ability to turn individual bands on and off. Uh, it now has TSR, so finally can filter out traffic sensors. That's great. <laughs> One of the most amusing things is they actually specify that now you can turn X-band on and off, which is kind of interesting because they say specifically that they've removed X-band detection from the detector to cut out false alerts and also improve K-band and KA-band performance. So that's kind of amusing. We have the ability to turn X-band on or off, but they're advertising that it doesn't even have X-band detection in the first place intentionally. So that's kind of something interesting, but it's Rocky Mountain Radar, whatever, you wouldn't want to buy it anyways, you know. Um, so anyway, yeah, there you go. There's a look at uh, all the latest updates as far as uh, new detectors, uh, laser jammer updates, and uh, yeah, so awesome. I guess that's that for now. Uh, thanks so much for watching. Let me know if you have any questions. Hope you guys have enjoyed this video, and I'll see you in the next one. Bye.